Joining me in the room podcast for the first time fighting at Cage Titans on March 18th is or Elvis Hernandez. What's up, my man? First time on the show. Thanks for the time. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Excellent, my man. Well, I've been waiting to get a chat with you, bro. You know, looking at your career in the past, your amateur fights, you've had so many fights fall through. Um, but, you know, this is set in stone. You are making your pro debut on the biggest card in New England in the year, man. How you feel about taking that next step and fighting on a huge, huge promotion? I feel I feel great. Um, I feel I can't I can't complain, man. I feel I feel great. My way is great. Um, the way I feel, I don't have any injuries, which, uh, you know, it's a weird thing because you always got something going on. It's a toe, it's a finger, it's your neck. I, I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in optimal condition right now. I, I feel good. My weight is good. Uh, um, everything, is, everything is working perfectly. Uh, you know, all my training partners are, you know, on top of me right now. I'm the only guy fighting in that car from my gym. So everybody's, you know, uh, turning all the guns on me and, and making sure that I'm ready, for, ready for the bout. Well, my friend, um, you made your amateur amateur debut a couple of years ago. Um, you started at heavyweight, and you are making your pro debut as light as middleweight. I'm sorry, dude. Let's talk about this progression from heavyweight to middleweight man uh you know what was the decision to drop all the way down to here well uh, to be honest with you uh i was never a heavyweight <clears throat> what happened was i had many fights like like that like you said i have many fights that they fell down people uh would agree to a bow agreement and they they would they would look at my facebook or whatever and for some reason they decided to not fight me uh, and that happened uh, approximately 10 times so and then Lars reached out to me one time one of those times actually Lars was helping me and uh, and and he called me he said listen man uh, the guy that you were going to fight they're not longer gonna fight you they're gonna fight somebody else um, I mean I don't know what to tell you I mean this is a guy it's a heavyweight guy that nobody wants to fight um, I mean, you can fight. I mean, you you're more than welcome to decline the fight, but that's pretty much what it is. You gotta fight, and 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 you know, and, and nobody wanna fight you, and this guy will fight anybody. So that's how the heavyweight the heavyweight fight came around. You know, uh, we ended up picking that fight because we I, I was I was choiceless pretty much. I got no choice, so I was like, yeah, I'll fight that guy. Um, fortunately enough, uh, it, it, you know, the fight ended up you know going my way, uh, even though the guy was a very talented heavyweight. Obviously, a true heavyweight. The guy was like 40 pounds bigger than me at the fight. Uh, they and and you know we we did the best we could. We ended up getting the victory. Um, then after that, I went to my original weight, which it was 205. I had a couple five at 205. Um, but the last time I cut weight to 205, I was pretty. I made I made two or three effortless. Like you know, I I didn't even. I didn't even have to sacrifice anything pretty much. So uh, I talked to my team, I talked to Lars, and we decided that if, if it was so easy for me to make 205, it's probably because I'm not a 205. The way the way that the game is set up right now, uh, people, people struggle to make weight. You know, everybody's struggling to make weight, and that's part of the game. Uh, and if you're not struggling to make weight at all, uh, you're probably too small for that weight class. So that's that's what we decided that we that I was going to go down to 185, and um, and I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm not concerned. 
you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make weight. <clears throat> I've never, I mean, I've been wrestling since I was a kid. Uh, I've been cutting weight since I was a kid, too. And uh, I've never missed weight. Never, no once. Uh, since, since I was 10. Uh, so I will tell you, oh, I'm not going to miss weight neither this time. Uh, we're working hard. Um, you know, we... You know, we have we're working with the with the guys uh, uh Elevate, you know, shout out for those guys, uh doing a very good job with my diet and and uh you know and, and my supplements uh, supplies and stuff like that. Um, you know, I have no concern at this point. I'm pretty I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty confident I can make one eighty five and uh I'm pretty confident I can you know, I can beat anybody at one eighty five. Um, I'm not a small 85er. That's not a secret to anybody. I'm gonna be, you know, one of the uh, probably strongest 85ers out there uh, because I'm a natural bigger man, and and that's what everybody's looking for. It's not that I'm, nobody's hiding that fact that everybody's cutting weight to be the bigger guy because when a good big guy faces, you know, a very good small guy, normally the bigger guy. It has the advantage, you know, he and that, even though the other guy could be even a little more skillful than you, the other guy can be, you know, better than you. Just point Blake better. If you're bigger, sometimes that's just enough to beat him. Well, let's uh, talk, let's talk a little bit about the, the, you know, where you got your start. You talked about wrestling and you've been cutting weight. You've wrestled, you know, basically your whole life. How did you get into MMA? I mean, you got into MMA later in your years here, almost, uh, you know, almost in your 30s. Um, how did you, uh, you know, flick that switch and go from, you know, wrestling and jump into MMA so quickly? So I, I wrestled, like I said, I wrestled till the first year of college in Cuba. Then, you know, I went to, uh, you know, I went to the army. I went to a rescue school in Cuba. I like our school, school. And then, you know, I started, you know, doing like I was in a rescue team in a resort and stuff like that. You know, I just went about life. I didn't, you know, I always, that was, that was my first passion was wrestling. You know, I did nothing. I, all the kids were playing and I was wrestling. All the kids were, you know, watching the cartoons in the morning and I was running. And, and, and that was my life from 10, 11 years old till I was, I don't know, 18, 19. Uh, then after that, you know, I choose a different career path. Um, you know, I meet my wife, uh, then my girlfriend in Cuba, she went to visit, uh, Cuba and she meet me over there and, and, uh, you know, we fell in love. She brought me over here to United States. Um, you know, I got, I got here, uh, fortunately, uh, you know, I had a pretty good setup. It was my family, you know, but unfortunately at the same time, uh, you know, I had to work. I had already two kids with my wife. And, and, you know, I just went about life, you know, doing my, the best I could out of this opportunity that was given to me. Um, and, and then once that I got, but that always was on the back of my mind, you know, sport, wrestling, fighting. I was, I was, I was one of those guys that, that would watch the fights every weekend, you know. I was yeah. just you, me, all the people that watch the fights every weekend. They cannot wait for Saturday to get to <laughs> see who's going to fight. And, 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 and the trash talk and following the people, the, what are they saying? And then one day, uh, my wife, uh, I was upset about a Joao Romero fight. Okay. I was like, this goddamn guy, man, <laughs> he's not shooting. He's not doing what, what's going on with this guy. And my wife, uh, my wife, I remember my wife told me, I said, you should do it. I mean, if you think it's so easy, <laughs> then you should just go ahead and do it. I was like, fuck, I can do it. I'm pretty sure I can do it. And, uh, 
and she and 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 then a couple of weeks went by and, and and that thing stuck on my mind i was like hmm i really gotta do this and then i started looking for a gym and 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 you know i found a gym but the problem with martial arts is you you have a lot of good gyms and you have a lot of those gyms that are just business it's just those gyms that you go in you get in there and they're just about doing their business and they're just about doing their own thing and they don't care really about the athletes and they are they are you know they are dated they got this uh bruce lee and bowing thing and i come from a wrestling background i don't bow to a man that's it that's it you know that's it it's a, it's a piece of equipment it's like you grabbing your gloves your boxing gloves and kissing them <laughs> it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's not gonna make you any better, any worse. I'm not gonna bow the mat. I'm not, I was born and raised in Cuba. I don't know what bow is. So it's just a Japanese culture thing. Uh, you know, I, in order to present my respect, I show up, I train hard, you know, I give you my hand, I look at your eyes, I tell the truth. That's how I present my respect. I don't, I don't bow, I don't know what bow is. I don't, I don't know, I don't, I'm not Japanese. I'm, I, don't, I don't know nothing about that. So I went to a couple of places that were like that, and guys were, you know, every single time you step into the mud, you got to bow. When the sensei comes in, you have to bow and kiss his kids, and, and you know, the whole, the whole deal. And, and then I was like, maybe this is not for me. I'm not, I'm not, just, I'm just, I don't have, I don't have that. that my, my culture, we will get to the, you know, to the mat, we will play, we will wrestle, we will, you know, train as hard as we could, and then we will kiss each other, hug each other, and wait for the next day to come. That's it. <laughs> uh, when you have a culture where it's the main guy, and then everybody's below him, regardless to, you know, whatever he say, if he say, you know, jump out of a bridge, you jump out of a bridge. No, 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 no. When, when I train, one of the things that I love about my gym is that when I train, uh, if, if I get to Casey, to Mantis, to any of my coaches, and I go say, wait, yeah, yeah I, I understand what you're saying, but why? And they will go, oh, the reason, you know, you got to keep your hands out is, you know, you throw a kick, you got to keep your hands out because they can return something Okay, that makes total sense. I'll do it every single time. But if I come to you and you tell me, well, why should I keep my hands up? And you go, like, well, that's just the way it is. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your daughter. You can't tell me that's just the way. No, I'm a, I'm a fucking human. I'm a, I have a brain. I'm a human being. I, I want to know the reason. I want to know the reasoning behind what you're telling me. I also want to know how do you came up with that. I don't. It's just not, you know, blind trust. That's not the way it works. No. No, because I'm putting my heart, my, you know, my time, my sweat, my effort, my dreams, everything into this. I need to know what is going on. What is, what is your reasoning for you to, to tell me the specific thing to do? So that was part of the, the, the reason why I couldn't, you know, stay in some of the gyms. And I keep bouncing around gyms. You know, I would go to a gym, have a situation in that gym, just get out of the gym. And, and go to another gym and like that, I bounce around for a couple of years, man, just on and off, on and off. Then I found Casey. And as soon as I found him, the first thing that, that struck me about him is that he came over and, you know, and I look at everybody and he has a, he had a gi on it. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> I was like, oh, my fucking God, I'm out, I'm out. I mean, I'm not going to be rude to the guy because yeah. I'm, I'm, I grew up in a culture where respect, you know, my father's 
uh, helped me. My parents helped me when when they were you know old already. So I I'm you know I'm the last shot. What the, uh, they call the last shot. Me so too. <laughs> my father always told me it was an old man. I mean my my father helped me when he was almost sixty. So wow. you can imagine. Um, you know I grew up in between old people, in a very in a very you know in a very uh, conservative culture, and. Um, and, and and respect goes first and, and I was I'm not gonna disrespect this guy. I'm not gonna, you know, just look past him, but I'm not looking forward to to have one of those kimonos on. I'm, I'm just not <laughs> you know, I'm not. And then, you know, when I started talking to him, I was like, listen man, I come from a wrestling background. I wrestle a little bit in Cuba, this and that. I told him a little bit, you know, about me. And he goes like, Man, that's great. I love it. I'm a wrestler too, and I think that you're gonna fit just perfect here. Your wrestling is gonna give you a, 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 an unbelievable advantage over all the people that just start, and 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 really encouraged me, encouraged me. I was like, man, that's that's what I want to hear. I thought I thought the same thing. I thought, I mean, the the, the years and years of of working out, wrestling, and and knowledge, and, and competitions, and national in, in Cuba, and you know, and all the you know, and going and training the national team in Cuba. I, th I thought that would mean something for somebody, and and finally somebody comes and tell me what I what I kind of want to hear. Um, I was almost hopeless at that point. At that point, I was like, you know, if, if that wouldn't work, I, I wouldn't be sitting here with you, obviously, because I would have never fought. Um, and and he told me that, and the rest of the story, you know, I just started training with, with Casey one-on-one uh, -on -one pretty much, you know. He, he took me under his wing, and, and, uh, and, and you know, and, and since we have the same body type, the same yeah. way that we are both wrestlers, I pretty much adopt his style. Uh, and 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 that's been that's been my way to go, you know. Take downs, get on top, beat them up. That's it. That's what I do. Now, uh, now, when you walked into that gym, till your first amateur fight, uh, what was the timeline there? Well, it, it wasn't it wasn't that long. I think it was it it was well, it was long. It was it was like two and a half years. And the reason is, a year later, I was ready to fight. A year, a year and two months later, I was already on weight. I was already good. I've been training for a year and a half. I already wrestled. I was already a blue belt. And 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 uh, it's most people would think, well, that's not enough time for you to, yeah. But I wasn't. I mean, not to brag about myself or nothing, but I wasn't the typical guy that, that walk into a gym like when I when I when I walk in there, I had ten years of wrestling yeah. on my, you know. On my back. So as soon as they start explaining and I start, you know, learning about jujitsu, it just it sink right in my mind. It just everything fit right through. I was like, oh, this is this is what it is. Like now everything makes sense. So quickly I became a blue belt. I started competing as win competitions as a blue belt. Um, you know, and then it was just time to fight. And then we start, you know, we got ready, you know, we got the first fight, the day of the weigh-ins. Actually, three hours before weigh-ins, you know, I'm already, you know, dying, dehydrate, you know, really is with my first time down to 205, you know, I'm like 208, I'm ready to go to a sauna with John, my training partner, shout out to John, um, and, 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 and they give me a call, I was just getting ready, getting dressed, you know, pretty, pretty hydrate, they give me a call, he goes, hey man, um, just so you know, uh, your opponent is not answering the calls. 
anything like that. He doesn't, we don't know anything about him. Um, he hasn't, you know, picked the phone or nothing. If you want to drink a little bit and eat a little bit, you probably, you know, just keep keep yourself around weight in case somebody else. Then they call me an hour later, go, listen, show up to the weigh-ins, <clears throat> just within 10 pounds, and uh, we have a, dip a different opponent. So I was like, great, I'll get it. I don't care who it is, I just want to fight. So I show up to weigh-ins, and the guy did the same thing. He didn't pick the phone, he didn't show up. He didn't do nothing, and and I was so you know I was so so disappointed because it was my first fight ever, and and I put so much yeah. hours of training and effort, and and it was I was in an unbelievable shape, and then after that, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna we don't I don't think we have enough time for you to <laughs> tell you the next same time. I mean two of the times it was my fault to be honest, because one of the times I had an appendicitis. I had surgery, so it was not that I could have done. That was like two weeks before the fight. And one time I got injured at the gym. I got, uh, my lip got split. Uh, and, you know, I got like 17 stitches on my lips, so I couldn't fight neither. So that was a two, the twice it was, it was my fault pretty much. Um, but then it was another seven, eight times that people just pull out. Randomly. Yeah, well, just, well, well, well. Or Elvis, I mean, I know, you know, you talk about 10 fights falling through. You actually, your last amateur fight that you were supposed to have, um, you were supposed to fight for the, the CFFC, uh, what, was it the light heavyweight amateur title or was it a middleweight title for them? It was a light heavyweight title, two or five times. And did that, yes. did that fight fall through a couple of times also? Yes. Uh, that was uh, actually the first time I fought uh, on heavyweight, that was a fight that fell through. Um, they choose a different opponent, um, and you know Lars Coleman said, "Listen, these people shoot a different, uh, different, uh, different opponent. We just have this heavyweight guy that nobody wants to fight. The other guy was in the same position I was. Nobody wants to fight, so I fought the guy. Then the second time, so after that I fought again, and then 